You're listening to Simplifying Investing with Diana Messina. This podcast is general in nature and hasn't taken your circumstances into account. It's important you consider your personal circumstances and speak to a financial advisor before deciding what's right for you. Any general tax information provided is provided as a guide only. Now, here's Diana. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Simplifying Investing. This podcast looks at the hows and whys of economics to help you improve your financial literacy and ultimately make you feel more confident about the economic environment and what that means for your own personal finances. Today, we're going to talk about recession. This R word gets thrown around a lot and it instantly evokes images of people losing their jobs, collapsing share markets and generally all around panic. So to start off with, let's first look at what a recession actually is. All economies are subject to a business cycle. The output of the economy is the sum of everything that's produced, and that's called gross domestic product or GDP. This includes consumer spending, business investment, residential construction, government spending, the value of exports relative to imports, and any changes in company inventories. Throughout time, GDP can either be rising, remaining flat, or falling. However, usually over the long term, economic growth tends to be positive, so the output of the economy generally tends to increase over the long term. However, there are always bumps along the way, and sometimes the output of the economy goes backwards. GDP is measured every quarter, so when GDP growth goes backwards for two consecutive quarters, that's typically called a recession. The magnitude of the recession can be small if output only falls a little bit, or the magnitude could be large if output declines by a lot. And if the recession goes on for more than a few quarters, then that would be a deep recession or potentially even a depression. There can also be other ways to classify a recession. Usually, when economic growth goes negative, this tends to coincide with an increase in the unemployment rate. So some economic bodies think it's also necessary to look at unemployment rate changes when trying to classify whether or not a recession did happen. However, in Australia, most policymakers would classify a recession when you have two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth. The last recession that Australia had was in 2020 during the COVID pandemic, and we saw a fall in GDP growth over the March and the June quarters. However, that recession was mostly induced by the closure of the services economy. So for some people, it wasn't really a true reflection of a recession. And to add to that, the bounce back in growth after the COVID recession was so fast and so sharp that it didn't feel like the downturn went on for that long. The last recession before that was in 1991 in Australia. So we managed to have over 28 years of consecutive positive economic growth. And that's close to a world record in terms of the longest stretch of growth without a recession, which is a very good outcome. So our economic history shows that recessions don't occur very often in Australia. And if you look around other countries in the world, recession is not a frequent occurrence. So why is there all this talk of a recession right now? Well, the R word has been circulating around for the past year or so. And it's really because of the fact that central banks around the world have increased interest rates at such a fast pace and to a much higher level than what we've been used to over the past few years. When that usually happens, analysts and economists become concerned that things are tightened too far and too fast. And if we look at history, it would suggest that when interest rates increase quickly, there have been times where that's been associated with a downturn or recession. Just recently, we got an update on the growth of the Australian economy, and it showed that in the June quarter of 2023, the Australian economy expanded by 0.4 of a percent. Annual growth still held up at 
2.1%, which is a pretty good outcome given that interest rates have been tightened by 4% since May last year. But the economy has slowed in terms of its growth rate. Last year, the economy was running at 3% on an annual basis, and we do expect that there will be further slowing in economic growth because the impacts of interest rates have not been fully reflected in all sectors of the economy. But clearly 2.1% economic growth over the past year is not in line with a recession. So Australia is not in a recession right now, but is this something that we need to worry about for the future? As we enter the end of 2023 and go into 2024, the risk of a recession or a downturn in Australia is a possibility and we need to be mindful that is a risk on the economic horizon in the next 12 months. And the key reason as as to why it's a risk is because interest rates are still likely to be kept at an elevated level at 4.1%. There is the risk of another hike, but that's not our base case right now. And higher interest rates will have a downward impact on the economy. So we expect economic growth to slow from here even further into 2024. However, I don't want you to necessarily stress about the timings of a recession, when it will happen, and to focus on all the negatives around it because predicting the economic cycle is incredibly difficult. And the saying goes that most economists predict 10 of the last two recessions. And these are people who look at the economic data on a daily basis. We can't control the economic cycle. What we can control is our investments around that cycle. Given that the risk of a recession is high in the next 12 months, it pays to have a diversified portfolio to know that there could be potentially risks in the coming months if you're looking at investing and to have a long-term view on share markets in particular. From a labor market point of view, the unemployment rate is likely to increase in the next 12 months and that's because economic growth is going to slow. We think the unemployment rate will get to about 4.5% by the middle of 2024. It's currently at 3.7%. So in that environment, it may be more difficult to find another job because the level of job vacancies are going to go down and the number of people looking for work is going to increase. That should also be something that you need to be mindful of when you're thinking about your own household budget. Well, that's it for today's Simplifying Investing podcast. I really hope it's been useful and interesting to you. And until next time. To keep up to date with Yana's podcasts and reports, follow her on LinkedIn and your favorite streaming platform.